This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number three. You're back with Nathan and Jason. Jason, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Pretty exciting, getting our third one out. Yeah, it is. It's it's really exciting. Um, We hope you're enjoying the first couple. We're still finding our feet and just seeing what wants to flow through us and uh, we're using the, the theme of transformation to, to bounce off of. Um, yeah. How's your uh, last few weeks been since we last heard from you? Really good, thanks. A um, couple of little things happening. But yeah. uh, had a wee health scare, you know about. Got an inflamed pancreas. Uh, other than yeah, that, that's right. What, what did you get- learn from that? I mean, that was huge. So I get a call. Uh, missed call at 6 a.m., which I don't know, you don't really want to miss call from a family member at 6 a.m. because you know it's no. probably not something good. Um, to say that you're in hospital and and felt some chest pain and didn't know what was going on, yeah, that's right. But it all boils down to possibly a couple of alcohol episodes over the last six months that I shouldn't have done. And um, <laughs> doctor's orders are no more alcohol probably till Christmas, so. Oh, really? That's what I learned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you're not a big drinker, though, really. No, that's right. And they said um, only two things cause pancreatitis, um, alcohol or gallstones. And I don't have gallstones. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, we did a 50-50 on it and gallstones yeah. got taken away. <laughs> yeah. The next one was um, ask a friend. Yeah. Uh, and they said give up alcohol. But... Um, no, just everybody reacts differently. And um, for me, it would appear that at my age, that's the next thing to just clean myself up a bit, even though, like you say, I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for asking. No worries. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been quite challenging, actually. An old pattern flared up for me that I haven't had for ages. And it was a pattern around being overwhelmed. And I know heaps of people will relate to this where you just, um, find yourself with just too much to do, completely overwhelmed. And, you know, I, my life is pretty cool. Like I, I've created my life how I want it. Um, mm. And I like to use the term lifestyle design. It was like a term that was used about 10 years ago to describe this process of moving out of the sort of the status quo, the standard nine to five job, if that's what you wanted and design mm. the exact lifestyle that you wanted. And so, I'm really, really fortunate and privileged that I've been able to create the life that I want, uh, which is doing some coaching, recording a podcast with you, doing some courses at university, uh, building a house, as you know, we've talked about the last few episodes. So I don't, um, you know, I'm very privileged in the way that I'm not forced into overwhelm due to circumstance for having to work three jobs to support kids or anything like that. So I just want to preface it by saying this is um, a very privileged position I'm in, but yeah, I I haven't felt super overwhelmed for a while, but what I noticed is like when I get overwhelmed, I just completely shut down. So I go into a pattern of just really, um, a lot of like just going through my phone, doom scrolling, I just, it's, I think I just don't I want to think about anything but all the shit I have to do. And so I just start really deeply procrastinating and distracting myself. And then it gets worse and worse and worse because the things keep piling up. And 
that's what I notice. I start getting into my addictive patterns as well. So for mm. me, addiction is like um, I have a sugar addiction. That's really it's like quite a serious sugar addiction. Yeah, um, you mentioned that to me lots. Yeah. So I notice like, man, I've been eating a ton of sugar and then um, haven't been able to exercise the last couple of weeks. And so I'm eating all this sugar because I'm procrastinating and I'm just trying to numb out. Plus I'm not exercising. So I'm feeling like fat and bloated and disgusting. And I was just mm. like, wow, like, man, and all of a sudden I'm feeling really, now I'm feeling really bad, right? I'm feeling tired, unhealthy, lethargic, nothing's really gotten done. And I find it really, really, really hard to get out of that. Mm. Um, I mean, is that when you notice it when you get to that point or do you notice at I the notice top it all heading the way down? Through. I notice it all yeah, the right. way through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, when do I first notice it? It's probably when I just think, it's when I can't do anything. So it's mm. when I have lots of stuff. And again, I want to preface it. Uh, these are all things I've chosen to do and things that I love mm. to do. But I get to a point where I don't want to do any of them. And it's really interesting. So things, uh, yeah, and again, I haven't felt this for a long time, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Um, mm. And this is a podcast about transformation. And transformation is not about, as we've said before, it's not about changing your life through tips and tricks. It's about fundamentally transforming the way you experience life so that everything changes. And one of the pillars of transformation is um, understanding your patterns and your behavior, mm -hmm. looking for patterns, looking mm. for the things that keep happening over and over and over again, looking for ways that you react to things over and over and over again. And so in a way, now that I'm coming out the other side of this one, I'm kind of excited to have been present to the pattern here so that I have a chance of actually transforming this part of my life. I know a big part of it is um, perfectionism. Mm. Ooh, that yeah. old chestnut. I know, it's so gross. Mm. Um, no, one ever, no one's got that. No one else has <laughs> no, got that. I think just me. Yeah, I think I'm one of the first cases, <laughs> first reported cases of perfectionism yeah. in the community. Yeah. <laughs> You're so unique. Um, mm. Yeah, and how that that what that looks like is, oh, I've got all the stuff on my plate. I don't have enough time to do all of it. So therefore, some of it is going to be imperfect. So therefore, I don't want to do any of it. Wow, that's that's where I get stuck. Yeah, because that's a real logically, check, mate. Logically, it's like, oh, we'll just do what you can. You know, do, knock a little bit mm. off at a time. You know, you might be you have to not do as good a job because you, you know you're a bit busier at the moment. So just do your best, hand it in. No, my brain does mm. not fucking work that way. <laughs> my brain is mm. not interested in half-assing things. It it it, it yeah, protests. I, it goes, I don't want to half-ass. I'll protest and do zero. Mm. Refuses. Yeah, yeah. Do. I feel like that one's normal too for a lot of people. Yeah, where they you know if they can't get it right, they will just give up or go into overwhelm breakdown. Mm. Yeah. So do you resonate with that one? Because you, you've had your challenges with overwhelm, just nature of yeah. having four boys in a business. Yeah. Yes, I do resonate with it. Um, I'd have to, I'm glad you brought up perfectionism actually, because it's kind of a, 
it's a bit of a quiet achiever perfectionism <laughs> it sits in the background until you identify it um you barely even know it's there well there's no problem when you're doing things perfectly yes yes or you That's know right. when you think you're doing yeah. things well you, yeah perfectly. to the best that you yeah, yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> so it only flares up when it's it realizes hang on a minute there's a chance here that we might fail or do imperfect work in some way yeah and when it when it's good you brought up the perfectionism actually because when thank it, you um re, you're good at that i just yeah. want to acknowledge Thanks. um the when it showed up for me i noticed it as um safety it was it was a safety mechanism, perfectionism. Yeah, oh, so how would that look? Like, give, give us an example of how that might that might be. Um, I guess a fear of criticism or a fear of not looking good enough. <coughs> um, so if things are if things are all in order, then no one's going to say anything. There's no finger pointing, nothing to see here. Move on. Everybody's happy. Ah, that's really good. Yeah. So if I start doing things imperfectly there's a chance i'm going to get criticized and called out yeah it's very ironic though because <laughs> it's people are not looking they're actually not looking it's all <laughs> it's all inbuilt it's all yeah. in us i how i first experienced it i was like um i was somewhere and i had to rush home because i knew i had people coming around and i knew there was laundry on the couch and i knew that the house was untidy so I was rushing. I had to end this um, meeting that I was just with family. I was like, I've got to get home because these people are going to turn up. And while I'm driving home, I'm like, I just ended that meeting abruptly, not a meeting, but to get together. And I ended it abruptly. And why? It was because I had this fear of people seeing my house messy or untidy. So I rang my mum straight away and told her about it while I'm still driving on a hands-free, of course. And, um, yeah, so what I did after that, because um, what do they say? Um, awareness is the greatest greatest agent of change. So what I did is I got home and I, I did a little bit of tidying, but I didn't do it all. I left some washing on the couch and there was only uh, like two or three people coming over. I think there were neighbours. Was that uncomfortable? Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was um, horrible. I really want to acknowledge you for that. One, you just gave a really good example of the access to transformation, which was you recognized something was going on. You recognized yeah. the pattern and you questioned it. So nice. that's the process of sometimes they call it waking up. Mm. So we mm. come out of this automated mode because the opposite of you know awareness is just you're on automatic pilot. You just cut that meeting short, you race home, you do all the washing without questioning any of it. You just, yeah. Whereas we're sort of talking about transformation where we're slowing down and questioning all these different patterns. Yeah, I love that too because self-awareness, I think, is the is the greatest holy grail for me or has been over the last sort of five, seven years. Yeah, Totally. Being aware of my own patterns and how I operate. But, yeah, you, you're literally standing there gritting your teeth like, urgh, like, oh, and I could feel it viscerally while people were in my house. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, no, it's fine. Um, so, then the next, next thing that, yeah, the next thing that happened though is I realized that the people felt comfortable because they've just left their messy house. 
Yeah. So I was, I was like, oh, when they come to my house, they're like, oh, how does he do it? Or what's going on? Or they maybe feel a little bit of shame for their own messy house. Yeah. That's what I got present to. So actually like if you leave it messy, it's, it's kind of, it's real, it's authentic. So it's almost um, more connecting. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Goes back to last week's episode on connection. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I, I think the, it's it's also sometimes fun to think about where these things came from. I don't necessarily think that's a um, essential part of transformation. I've gone, God, why am I like this? We can actually get caught in a little bit of a um, obsession about why do I do that? Why do I have this yep. pattern? Why do I get yep. overwhelmed? And it's I think it's oftentimes it's merely interesting, but <laughs> in terms of you, when you're sitting there gritting your teeth because there's washing out. Can you think back to why that might be or why that situation might be like that? Um, for me, it was more of a um, an overview probably of maybe not feeling safe or not feeling good enough. So not an exact example, no. But yeah. I could definitely feel where it was like um, a safety thing. Like if I, you know, if if I had everything right, then people would just come in. No one would notice anything. Everyone would leave. It would be all fired. Nothing yeah. to see. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. 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 I think for me, in terms of perfectionism, mine is um, I don't want to be humiliated. That's often at the base of a lot of my things is I, uh, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't want it to be exposed because I don't want to be humiliated. Something, something like that. And I can just, I can think about lots of times when I was a kid where I was just humiliated for different silly little things. So now I've got a system that's like, I'll do anything to avoid being humiliated. I said anything. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's true. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to think, okay, if we were doing tips and tricks or change, you would work on, if you were looking at overwhelm, you would work on tools to be more productive. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> we both have a resistance <laughs> to those sort of tools and tricks. So it's really yeah. interesting to go, well, we could just try and fix the overwhelm or we could take the transformative approach and go, what is underlying this? What's underlying this? What are the patterns here? Um, and that way we can actually start to shift our being around it. So, mm. you know, perfectionism is a way of being. The idea of going, I'll mm. do everything perfectly. Um, so yeah, just to, to to keep this conversation moving a little bit. So for me, I finally managed to get to a point, and this is pretty common in my pattern. I drop out of it eventually. Um, I it, I don't seem to be able to pull myself out of it in the moment, but eventually, after four or five days or a week, I'll start to go right. Just write a list down. You know, get everything down. And what I was really proud of myself this time was actually uh, doing some imperfect stuff, just going, okay, that can run a little bit late. Okay, you know, um, particularly with my clients, I had to cancel a couple of client calls because I just was like feeling so overwhelmed. I thought, man, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to be a great coach today. That feels really you know, that's like you with the washing. I'm like, really gritting my teeth through cancelling clients' calls, Mm. Um, but kind of allowing it. 
And I would say that's a shift in being to being more loving and being more um, um, compassionate, maybe. Yeah, compassionate and just uh, a little bit sort of um, kinder. That would be the word, just a bit kinder to myself, a little bit lighter Mm. with how I'm dealing with myself rather than Mm. this really aggressive, no holds barred, failure is not an option. Um, You know, that's so uptight and strangling for me. Yeah, do you think it would have gone on longer if you'd have resisted it like that? Do you think it went shorter because you? Well, I don't think so, but it's it does it does go shorter. You know, the more awareness we have, because perhaps mm. next time when it kicks in, uh, I can go, oh gosh, I'm really overwhelmed. I know this is the perfectionist in me that doesn't want to fail at anything. He doesn't want to be humiliated, so I'm going to choose to shift my being here and be a little bit kinder to myself, and actually just choose to pick one little thing off the off the list um it's it's a similar thing to there's a really good um um practice of doing things for five minutes so you know i normally meditate when i meditate it might be 30 40 50 minutes sometimes and so if i can't meditate for that long it's imperfect it falls into this pattern and so one of the the ways of being or, or the practices in a being of being more kind and loving to myself is going, just give yourself permission to do five minutes meditation. <laughs> just give yourself to the same work on that piece of work for five minutes. Just write 50 words of that essay or that, that, that article. Yeah. Would that be the same as maybe doing it imperfectly or just, yeah. doing, you know, just the, the only thing doing is there, it anyway. I'm, I'm just careful of like doing the opposite of perfect. Mm. So we're trying to, you know, because it's like <laughs> it's like when people are trying to like not care so much about what they think about other people, so they go from people pleasing to I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. <laughs> it's like you can yeah. tell they're still so attached to what people think; they're just trying to do the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm recognizing that I'm in perfection, and I'm going, who do I want to be? Not necessarily the opposite, because saying loving, compassionate, and kind to myself is not necessarily the opposite of perfection. It's just no. a new way of being that is more empowering. Mm, mm. I did the um, 80% is good enough. <laughs> yeah. And that probably translates to 50%, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I found that really transformative. It was transformative for me, actually, because I'd be, I'd, I'd take the, you know, I'd get down to the minute details. And once again, they're not, they're not anyone else's minute details. Nobody's they're watching. They're only my own. Yeah, and mm. if someone was watching, they'd be like, well, you could have done that like a whole lot better. But, yeah, but just like letting go, I just, you know, found that really um, made a big difference for me anyway. Jason and Nathan. You know, one of the, the, the exercises I get my clients to do whenever they're in a pattern is I go, what's your perfect um, – What's your perfect system for that pattern? So I get oh, them, the perfect it, recipe. I yeah, the that. perfect recipe, which it makes it a little bit more fun, a little bit more playful, and a little bit lighter, and not so serious. And so, if I've got someone say that's in a pattern of overwhelm, I'll go, "Tell me your recipe for overwhelm. Like, what do you do? How do you do it? And when it yeah. gets really bad, when you're at the depths of the overwhelm, how do you make it ten times worse? Like, what's the thing that you do that really <laughs> makes sure you really overwhelm yourself? Um, <laughs> do you remember what yours was? Um, Oh man, it's actually like so long. It's a years ago now, like four or five years. Um, but 
I would just keep doing more, putting more on. Um, yeah, what was my recipe? Gosh, I got a that is transformation actually because I I can't remember. <laughs> and that's a that's another really common thing in transformation because we're entirely shifting the way you experience life. You will forget what it was like to experience life the other way. Whereas if we're just changing something, we can kind of drift in between the two ongoingly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because one of the things I'm just remembering now, one of the things is I'd leave things to the last minute and I'd have to say, I still do that, you know, so I haven't, it's not a tip or trick, but now I'm, it's like, I'm okay with it Mm. or rather than leaving it to the 50th minute, I'll leave it to the 30th minute, you know, (laughs) whichever way those numbers work, but yeah. So I still, but I just, yeah, that's really interesting. They do say when you learn to run, you forget what it's like to learn to walk, and it's that's what transformation is like, as you were saying. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'll, yeah. It's good a really point. good one. The other, the other thing I noticed is that as I've come out of this pattern and I've just been knocking stuff off the to-do list, I feel so good. And it's like it's almost a little bit dangerous because it's I'm satisfying that not good enough part of me. And... Mm. So it was really, really noticeable. And it kind of feels like we're going on and on about this, but that's it's so much part of identifying a pattern is really pulling it apart and being with it. And um, mm. I often say to some a client, just go and sit with it. You know, once you're in this inquiry or you get a new insight like this around a pattern, just go and be with it. Just write about it, you know, mm. meditate on it, sit with it, just see what comes up. I'm just trying to sort of show you how I'm doing that with this pattern today. I also noticed a part of this pattern, which is quite gross, is that I've been really, I get really angry and kind of grumpy at other people. Mm. And it's something I've noticed in a lot of my patterns around not being good enough is like when I'm not feeling good enough, no one can be good enough. Nobody. Nobody can be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. so that's really to come back to connection from last week, this pattern creates a lot of disconnection in my life because, um, yeah, I just, I really, I don't like myself in that pattern. And so I project that onto everyone else. And I really, I just feel really gross and angry. And, um, and so again, I noticed once I started knocking off the to-do list, to-do list, the part of me is like, oh, look at us. We're good enough again. We're amazing. <laughs> We're awesome. And then I'm looking around. I'm running around the park today. I'm cheerful. I'm waving at everyone. The sun seems to be shining a bit more today. Mm. And so it's it's interesting. That's you know, I'm not sure how to put it into words, but just where I don't want to feed that part of it too much either, because mm. it's sort of re it's reaffirming the whole pattern. You're bad mm. and everything's shit when you don't, you know, when you're not productive and you're not perfect. But when you are productive and when you are perfect, you feel so happy. You feel so good. Mm. The world looks mm. brighter. So keep, make sure you don't be unproductive and imperfect again because you know how bad that is. So yeah, I don't want to reinforce point. either side of this pattern. I want to just notice all of it. Yeah, that's a great point. Do you think it's a common one? Do you think people listening would? I hope so. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't hope. It's I think common. it's just you. Basically. Yeah, I don't hope that people go through this, obviously, but I, I hope no. this is helpful. I hope that if you do go through it, because I, I guess there's there's many different versions of I'm not good enough. 
right? I'm just saying yeah. that when I'm overwhelmed, that's coming from a place of I'm not good enough and perfectionism. So mm. when you're overwhelmed, it, it might come from somewhere different or you might have a different pattern that you notice that comes up, um, sabotaging pattern or something like that. Or And that might be a chance for you just from this conversation to go, huh, I'm actually just going to pay attention to myself a little bit more, going to pay mm. attention to what I say when I get triggered, when I notice that, man, everything was going great and now it seems like everything's turned to shit. What happened? What was I feeling? Mm. What triggered it? Yeah. So that's that's what I'm sort of encouraging you to do is to bring awareness to your life and bring awareness to your patterns and start that process of waking up. Yeah, that's a great thing. Definitely awareness. Um, self-awareness. I, it's not, I don't think it's the phrase is used enough, actually. Like the more aware we are of how we operate, the more we're kind of looking at ourselves at ourselves operating, which I find fantastic. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, look what I just did there. <laughs> well, what am I doing now? It's, yeah, it's a great place to come from. It's so empowering. Mm. Mm. I think we, we talked about this in the first episode, which is sort of the different, um, the different versions of consciousness, if you like. And the first one was sort of the victim blaming consciousness everything happens to me and Mm. what we're talking about here in transformation is moving more towards a um i'm responsible consciousness so perfect we're moving out Mm. of blaming and victim and i'm just everything happens to me and we're starting to go how am i responsible for this how did i create this scenario how was my patterns and my mindset creating my world yeah, that's fantastic. And I, when I started doing that, I could always find it. In fact, it only took, it was not very far oh, down under the surface. It was always just right there. Yeah. You know, I'd sit down, I'd get ready, you know, make a coffee, go for a, go for a look. It'd be like a David Tour fight. Boom. It was yeah. right there. Game over. Yeah. I have a, um, agreement with all my clients that during the time we're working together, you'll take a hundred percent responsibility for yourself and your life. Mm. And it sucks. It's not a fun one to start going through. And I pull it out in the worst moments, <laughs> you know, like when you're pissed off at your partner and when you're blaming them and why, and they, if they had just dealt with their shit, then everything would be fine. And why does she always do this? And if she could, and I go, man, you got to slow down and take a hundred percent responsibility for this. Yeah. Beautiful. But so good. it's my experience too, that like you just said, you always find it. Yep. You always find it. If you're willing, if you're willing to look that, you know, that much. Yeah. And it's so empowering. So I just, empowering. I always, yeah, I always think of how difficult it would be to try and change someone else. In fact, I've tried for years, tried it on several people. It's so hard. It's much easier to work on myself and find what I'm responsible for and alter the alter my own course. You see it a lot, don't you, out there where people are trying to shift the entire planet to make them feel better? <laughs> yeah. If a big only. one is around triggers, right? Like, a, you know, we've got that family member who's got a trigger and so we just don't talk about it around them or we tiptoe around oh, them or we don't bring that, it up. 
<laughs> it's another whole podcast. It is a whole podcast, yeah, because <laughs> it's multifaceted. But just in the terms oh, of the triggers. That, yeah. that victim mentality, it's like, yeah, you know, if you if you're doing that in your life where you're like, people can't you can't bring this up around me. Mm. Or um yeah, I mean I'm guilty of this. I can just I just realize as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh God, I do this with lots of different things. Um but you're right though. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately that it's it's empowering. And what do we mean by empowering is when you're a victim to something, unless they change, you'll always be a victim to it. So it's you've got no yeah. power. You've given them all your power. Whereas you go, you know what? If I take responsibility for this, then it means I have the power to change it. I have the power to get back in the driver's seat and actually mm. um, change the situation. Yeah, I love that. I've been telling um, people that come through my company when they go to jobs, never give someone else the power to ruin your day because that's basically what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the next level of consciousness which I love is this one it's the next level above that, which, you know, taking responsibility and ownership and it's a bit multifaceted. And I think it's the place where you and I try to live, you know, and obviously like the last two weeks I've failed miserably, not because I'm imperfect and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the next level is what is hashtag me too. Yeah. Hashtag me too. What is the gift in this? What is the for you or for anyone for you? So if you, you say like the, the third level consciousness is going, Oh, I'm responsible for everything that happens to my life. And that's empowering. The next level above that again is going, not only am I responsible, but this is all happening for me. Everything, all of these scenarios are a gift. Everything is a, a gift to awaken me, to show me something new, to take me closer towards, um, you know, my own version of enlightenment. Ah, oh, 100%. That is the gift. Is that what you're meaning? Absolutely. I'm just, what I'm saying is that's a consciousness. That's a, a way of being. Mm. So once you reach that, that level, once you've taken what? responsibility, the next level is to go be in a state of why is this happening to me? What's the gift in this? Mm. Mm. And it's... It, Life's so much calmer, not calmer like bad karma, but calm like a storm. Mm. Because when you can self-reflect in those moments, there's no um, outward projections. It's actually, you, I well, I find I take the time to think about it and listen. Not perfectly, of course. There's always, you know, all kinds of moments, but that's the gift is that, oh, wow, yeah, okay, why is this happening? Having a look. There's a lack of drama, not so right? Reactionary, yeah. Not so re reactionary, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a aversion. Sometimes they say that it's a, um, it's a, a, you enter into a partnership with the universe. So, again, if we go through the levels, the victim mentality is that life's just happening to me. The universe is either against me or just doesn't exist. And then you can move into this consciousness of going, well, I can create stuff on my own by taking responsibility. I realize, oh, I can actually move, move the world the way I want it to move. I can start creating the world I want to create. 
And, but then in this other consciousness, this, this partnership with the universe, it's, you're looking at it in an, in a way that empowers you to create, to manifest, to um, see everything as a gift, to, um, yeah, just to co-create with the universe. Well, that's, I hope this has been helpful. Um, again, we'd encourage you to uh, get a coach to help you with this kind of thing. Identifying patterns is quite challenging on your own, but it's a lot easier when you have someone that's experienced in doing it and that can help you through the process. Um, but yeah, that's the process. That's the process of, of waking up and transforming and starting to look deeply at the way you act, the way you react and start to question it. Have a really kind, loving inquiry about why you do the things you do. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 